Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening live to Season 2, Episode 27, and Stecker's Dog. <laughs> Sorry about that. And I back and say hey, everyone, to the BTB listeners out there. They're excited to have you join us today. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's nice to get uh, our dog community going and uh, make sure they are tuned in to the podcast. Uh, we go across all platforms here, including dog. So I don't know what language <laughs> you speak, but it must be very unique. So yeah. uh, we are back after a week hiatus, took the 4th of July weekend off. Uh, but here we are. Um, gosh, episode 27, season two already. Here we go. Ooh. And uh, kind of in the middle of summer. And uh, just so everyone knows, we are recording on a Monday afternoon, and right now it has been a tough day for baseball and softball teams across the state. Yeah. I, I just, you know, we're going to talk a lot about alternate plans today <laughs> and, and uh, moving into the fall, but we're not trending in the right direction right now. No, we're not. So anyway, it's uh, it's so uh, it's hard to be optimistic, but we're going to be optimistic and uh, at least That's talk right. about some potential solutions and do that. But first, let's pay a couple bills and uh, let's uh, Scott. I think you're going to tell us about hometown ticketing. That's right. Are you an AD interested in saving time or making your job a little less stressful? Are you looking for ways to improve the fan experience? Your games, but well, we suggest you take a look into Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic department. Hometown Ticketing Industry, <coughs> excuse me, Hometown integrates industry leading technology directly into your school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket buying experience that places you direct, is placed directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So visit www.hometownticketing to enroll your school today. That's www.hometownticketing.com. Thanks, Scott. And, uh, boy, they are adding people. They're adding schools day after day. You look at their posts, and, uh, boy, they are active. They're really yes. going. They are. Hey, have we given a shout-out to Nate yet? No. Hey, good point. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and I'm trying to remember the date, but uh, Nate added a little one to the family. Was that maybe two yeah. weeks ago? Little yeah, two weeks ago. Congratulations to Nate and his family. That's exciting for them. I know he was looking forward to that. So hope they're doing yeah. well uh, and adjusting to the new lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. First baby. And uh, welcome to no sleep, Nate. No sleep land. Yeah. Good luck with it. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Gipper again. And uh, you want your athletic program to stand out on social media. Now you can with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. So try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. Gipper has now gotten into the podcast arena, and you can listen to them by searching for Standout, hosted by Matthew Glick. And uh, 
You know, one of the great features that they have right now is the scheduling feature that they added just a couple weeks ago. And so it's really handy to create your graphics on a, I've just done it on Sunday evening or Monday morning, kind of create graphics for the week, schedule them, and then I don't have to remember it the rest of the week. So that's a great feature uh, with Gipper to kind of take one more thing off our plates during the day, just get it done at one, one spot, schedule them, and we are ready to go. So um, check out Gipper. And then also, I want to just encourage everyone to take a look at Varsity Bound. Uh, we use Varsity Bound so much right now with uh, obviously updating scores and things. But again, the COVID screening that uh, we are, are using has just been fantastic. We've got all of our teams on it doing our conditioning, things like that. Uh, so get a hold of Varsity Bound and see what they can do for you, especially with the COVID screening, because that is not going away anytime soon. Uh, no, no, it's not. And, you know, just we always talk about this, but just another for listeners out there, maybe first time listening. Best part about all three of our sponsors is they have just been incredibly responsive to our needs um, in this time, uh, whether it be getting us, you know, with Gipper, getting us new uh, new templates to use to help us get announcements and updates out, whether it be varsity bound with the COVID health screening, uh, hometown ticketing, working with our schools uh, to to figure out ways to do contact uh, contactless purchasing of tickets and, and for keep our ticket takers and, and sellers and those folks safe. So all three have been great uh, with us, super responsive to our needs. So thanks to them and really worth your time to check them out if you're not hooked up with those groups at this time. Yep, right on. Good point. Well, Aaron, uh, we're going to dive right in. Um, we're going to get right to our guest today. And why don't you uh, introduce him and let's get rolling with that. We will, because we got a lot to talk about, and our guest is always a wealth of knowledge when it comes to talking high school sports. He's connected across the state. Um, we've got Jeff Linder with us. Jeff has been uh, with the Gazette. Well, he'll catch us up on that, but 20-plus years with the Gazette as a sports writer. Um, as an emphasis, probably more on the, on the female side of things, but really um, connected to it all. Um, been working with Jeff a long time. I've always appreciated his honesty, his upfront approach to, to work with us at schools. Um, and telling the sports story, but also trying to tell our story as best we can also. So, Jeff, excited to have you join us. Uh, appreciate you coming on board today. You bet. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, like I said, been around Jeff an awfully long time, and, and I'm anxious to hear his story because I always learn more things. So, Jeff, we'll just start off here today. Just tell us uh, and our listeners just a bit about your journey, uh, how you got started, how you got to where you're at, maybe some key um, learning moments along the way that have gotten you to be really I tell you, one of the high school sports experts across the state when it comes to those who cover it. So, sure. Sorry, Jeff. Well, um, I graduated from Drake in 90, 1990. Uh, first job was at the uh, Iowa Falls paper, and one of the first people I covered was your wife at Ackley Geneva the summer of 1990. It was. So, yeah. So, I was at uh, Iowa Falls for nine months, uh, Fairfield for two years, uh, Burlington for two years, and I've been at the Gazette since December of 1995, so coming up on 25 years at the Gazette. It's really been quite a ride, and, and I, I know you've talked to Jeanette quite a bit about that over the years and, and had her, uh, some of you recovering your first couple of years at Echo Geneva. Quick fact, and then we'll get into things with Jeff, you know, you, our dog's welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I've got a connection there as well. Um, his, uh, his lab, Lucy, is half-sisters with, uh, well, probably full-sister with, with Bailey. Yeah. You? I think full-sisters, but not littermates. Yes, correct, because Lucy's a couple years older, um, but they would be full-sisters, same mother, same father, and then half-sisters with, with our chocolate, Beckett. So we're connected there. The lenders turned us on to, to this family that, that uh, had great labs, and so a lot of different connections to Jeff over the years. So, um, anyway, little tidbit when you guys are playing some trivia games down the road, Todd and Scott, <laughs> we have now, all right? We have a wealth of knowledge. It's amazing yes. that dog bark can lead you to the mm -hmm. information you can gain. Well, yes. it's like I said, that's, that will come in handy at the convention. Next spring, mark my words, <laughs> the AD convention, that will that'll be handy information for you. Absolutely. You know, I just want to reiterate, too, before we get going on our topic today is, uh, Jeff, the Gazette, it, it's a must-follow for me. And mm -hmm. I think the work that you do at the Gazette, your whole staff, everybody, including you, you're a great follow on Twitter and your information is always good. 
But I, the Gazette has just, because we lost that, those of us around Des Moines have kind of lost that personal connection because mm -hmm. of the Des Moines Register and the sale and all that just doesn't cover prep sports. But the Gazette is just, it's, a, it's great. And it's amazing to me that you guys have been able to maintain that uh, high school coverage at the Gazette. I think it's just fabulous. It's great. You and the Omaha World Herald are really the only mm -hmm. two around that do that on a large scale. So that's yeah. all doing your coverage. Well, thanks. I, I would throw the Quad City Times in there as well. Yes. Um, I, um, I, think, I think the Dubuque uh, Telegraph Herald does a nice job. Wireless Courier. Um, Fort Dodge Messenger does a really nice job covering high schools. So, and, and a few others. But, uh, you know, we're really lucky here. Uh, we've got an a sports editor who, who really embraces high school coverage. His dad was a, a high school writer, our Athlete of the Year. Uh, award that we give every year is named after his father. So that, uh, so you know, Jr. is a big proponent of high school sports, and I'm lucky to work with uh, Jeff Johnson and KJ Pilcher uh, on the high school beat as well. They, they do a terrific job too. Yeah, great coverage. Yeah, thank you. So, all right. So Jeff, you threw out an interesting proposal the other day. So we're going to jump right in, and we're going to start talking about about that first. Um, we'll let you talk about kind of what that proposal was, um, but kind of what background uh, were you doing some research on? What led you to write the article you wrote? Um, what discussions maybe did you have with coaches and ADs to kind of come up with uh, with your proposal? So I'll let you jump in, talk about what it was. Don't want to yeah. there, and 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 then we'll see what we think of that. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> it kind of came about as kind of a brainstorm while I was. Um, well, I was mowing lawn last week and, and <laughs> you know, you know, like you guys say, we're, we're kind of heading the wrong direction with, uh, with COVID and all that. And, you know, it's, it seems like we're kind of playing whack-a-mole with baseball and softball teams are, are, uh, you know, we're losing teams here as we start the postseason, And, uh, uh, that's, it's just not going to work if, if, if it, this continues football season and we keep the same protocols where in which, uh, you know, one positive, test means the whole team has to sit out for for 14 days it's just not going to work uh so you know option one would be to loosen the protocol i don't know if that's going to happen and option two would be in my mind to flip-flop the spring and and uh and fall seasons in which the uh, we would run track and and compete in tennis and golf this coming fall and move cross country football and volleyball to next spring. Mm -hmm. And uh, to do that, uh, we would, I, in my model, I would move the, uh, the winter sports, basketball, bowling, wrestling, boys swimming up two months, two weeks, uh, you know, to give us enough room for a fairly full football season in volleyball season to start the spring. I toyed with the idea of putting soccer in the fall, which is a possibility, or we could, uh, it could be uh, next summer in this plan. So, you know, your thoughts, I mean, you guys know a lot more about it than I do, uh, the ins and outs, uh, you know, how, how feasible from your perspective would this be? I know Jeff, I know a lot of other States are actually in some later stages of actually implementing something like this. So I think it's, you know, definitely something that could happen. I just don't know whether or not our state associations would go for it or not. Yeah. Um, I, I watched uh, Sound Off last night and uh, Mark Freund from uh, WHO was kind of talking about this idea as well. And he says he thinks it might be too late to do it. And it might he says that it might be fall football or no football. And, you know, with with the other fall sports that go with it. Yeah. You know, I there's there's parts of it I've, I've really liked as I read the article and we've talked a bit um, and, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, the one big detractor, and you mentioned in the article, but the one big question mark, uh, I think for folks as it was thought about in the state of Iowa was the idea that we lost our spring sports. Mm -hmm. And then if we would take and dump them now in the, in the fall season, um, and things continue going South or we, we start school and three weeks into it, realize, boy, we just can't do this. And we stop we basically do the same thing in, in September right. back in March. Now those spring sports are taking the hit twice in a row, but but you covered that contingency in, in your article um, when you talked about, oh, if, if, that, if something like that would happen, um, well, then we just stop right there. And, and it's the fall sports then that would take their turn at taking the hit and we'd go back right. to 
yeah. in sports. So I thought you covered that part of it well, but I think with Scott, I, I agree it's might be too late and, and maybe not from our perspective of the high schools. I think the championship series locations and, th- and those might be an issue um, at this late a time, but I don't know, Jeff, there's a lot there. I like, I really do. Um, yep. Those sports are more, are more. Um, Socially distant. Yeah. Yeah. They're just more yeah. out to be successful in this in, in mm-hmm. that right now, giving us the opportunity by November to, to maybe have some stuff figured out or realize that this whole thing is just a really bad idea and we'll try again and follow 21. Who knows? Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought it was very well thought out, very well laid out. I do think at the very least we're going to have shortened seasons, whether things flip or not. I just, I don't see us having a nine game football season at any time. Mm-hmm during this school year. And I, I really like the idea of, I mean, your, your timeline is so well thought out. Mm-hmm. The timeline is spot on. Again, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes as far as the, the championship sites and things like that. You don't know what you could secure. But I, I do think, I, we gotta think outside the box. We cannot think in the same box. We can't think in the same way education-wise. We can't think in the same way extracurricular-wise. Um, it's not going to be the same for the for for who knows how for how long. Um, I also got to add, you were very gracious in your comments on Twitter when people are commenting <laughs> and obviously not reading the article. Because what about spring sports? What if we get called right. again? And you were cut and pasting probably the same replies, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good because uh-huh. uh, you you handled that very professionally. Thank um, you. <laughs> but it, and, and that was probably that was probably the biggest complaint, the biggest issue with people is that they thought that I was moving next um, spring sports to the fall of twenty one twenty two, which no, I'm moving it to the fall right. of twenty twenty one. Right. So they, those kids wouldn't be losing their spring unless right. they, they lose this fall, but it, then they'd get another chance next spring and we would just ditch this fall. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. Uh, and some people says, well, why are you, I mean, it's, I feel bad for the sprinters that are going to be running state track in November. No, they're going to, I had them October 8th to 10th and I checked the, the, you know, the weather in Des Moines and the average high temp in Des Moines for October 10th was 65 degrees. I think that's doable. Yeah. yeah. That's Drake. That's better than Drake Relay's weather right there. Much yeah. better. Much better <laughs> than Drake. Typically. So, you know, I, here's the thing, and I don't know where all this will go, um, but I do know in the few conversations I've had that there are pretty significant meetings going on uh, with the Boys Association staff in particular um, this week, uh, and I think the girls' union as well, that I think there's been enough talk generated, Jeff, by you throwing this idea out there. Um, I think that it's been sent their direction. I mean, and, and it was already on their tables. I don't know where it was in their, their pecking order of best ideas, but I do appreciate the fact that you're using your platform platform um, to generate the ideas and generate the conversation leading into their discussions. Where it lands, who knows, but I do know they'll be, they'll be looking at that as a a stronger option now than they would have been a week ago had you not written the article. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if nothing else, I really appreciate you brought it up for that reason, because I think it brought it back into the conversation um, as well. And, and with those, I mean, those are some brighter minds than mine. And, you know, they, they've got the, the calendar in front of them and they can, you know, maybe use this as a partial barometer and tweak it, and make it better. Um, you know, I think soccer, like I said, you could go several different directions with soccer. If, uh, you know, if, if they think they can uh, socially distance it, I think soccer would be a great fall sport. Um, Maybe may better in the fall than the summer if you can make it safe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, so as you cover sports here this spring, or this summer, actually, um, you've probably talked to several of your colleagues as well since we returned, but as you've covered events, specifically on the eastern side of the state, um, what have you seen in terms of social distancing and fans, teams, um, that maybe we're doing well, what we could do better 
as ADs, you know, what we could maybe emphasize a little bit more. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this quote in there too. This quote was just out today, actually last night, by Bob Howard, longtime Webster City football coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said to Troy Banning, the spring was tragic. But to me, if we don't get to play football, that's a different story because we aren't blindsided and people are doing whatever they want. I'm not saying we're asking for it, but in some cases, almost. So there is legendary coach. And Mm -hmm. obviously that era of coach, you get straightforward thinking and you get straightforward talk. Yeah. And so what he's saying is, obviously, if we don't play football, maybe it's on us because we did not follow what we should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of biting us a little bit right now. Personally. Yeah. Um, uh, so, some schools are a lot better than others. Um, I'll, I'll talk about Kennedy since Aaron's here. They are vigilant. And I think everybody in the MVC is vigilant about um, it's pretty much mandatory to wear a mask when you enter the gate. You don't have to leave it on when you're watching the game. You know, once you're sitting in your seats, you can take it off as long as you're away from other people. But for the most part, the big schools have done a very good job of keeping keeping people apart, keeping the crowds small, uh, you know, only allowing X number of uh, people in per athlete. And I think that's uh, that's been good. Um, smaller schools, it's some smaller schools. It's a wild west. Uh, they just, um, people are almost sitting on top of each other and, uh, there's not much social distancing. There's just not, there are next to no masks except maybe a few older people. And it's, uh, you know, it's almost baseball, softball, like normal. So, um, you know, do, do I think that the virus is picking back up because we decided to play baseball and softball again this summer? No, absolutely not. I don't think that's a factor at all. I think, you know, some people, I, I just think people are bound to get it. I mean, it's just, it's inevitable. And do we, do we learn to live with it or you know, do we, do we run from it? What, what do we do? And, and I don't have the answer for that. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just don't know. Right. And I, I don't want to turn it into a political discussion. Right. But, uh, we could obviously. Um, <laughs> but I was reading an article over the weekend. I shared it with Scott earlier. Uh, Korean baseball is playing baseball with fans. Uh, partly because Number one, their, their country responded mm-hmm. when they were asked to do something, when they were asked to wear masks uh, way back in the spring. They did. And they didn't fight about it. They didn't argue about it. Uh, they didn't pick a different camp. Uh, the article said that when somebody got on a train to trans- public transport and they didn't have a mask, people had ex- extra masks. And they are giving masks to people. And the person would put it on. They didn't argue mm-hmm. about it. Or say, you know, you can't take this right away. They just did it. And here they are playing sports with fans. Because they basically have have stopped it because they did the right thing. Um, and they got along. And we've said that on this show for probably since March. Mm-hmm. Is that if we could just all get along a little bit better, maybe we'd be in a better spot. But yeah. we can't change that. Um, but we are... I think if we can have a little bit of control in our own world, we're better off for it too. So, yeah, hats off to the NBC. The CIML, I know, has been very proactive as well. Um, so I do agree that if we get to do something in the fall, it may be under a little bit more strict, I don't know. Yeah. And, and you, you, you talk, I guess I'm kind of getting off the subject here a little bit, but you talked about football. Uh, my model next spring has a seven-game regular season uh, mm-hmm. starting in mid, uh, mid-March mid and then uh, five rounds of playoffs. So, you know, I, I kind of have an abbreviated season in the, in the spring for football for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. 
Well, to get, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier there, Todd, um, whether it's flip-flopping spring and fall or whether it be, a, a, it's going to be a flexible sliding, you know, season, maybe things get delayed a little bit in the fall. We start later. So the, the fall sports run a little bit longer and then basketball starts a little later, ends a little sooner. I mean, I, we're going to, like, it'll be different no matter what we end up doing um, on this. I, I think um, one of the responsibilities we have, and, and maybe it's one of the reasons I've been so, uh, I guess probably annoying for a lot of our fans in, in terms of asking for the masks and, t- and, and trying to push the way I have is we've always talked about high school sports and, and, and the high school sports platform being someplace where we should be setting the example. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about setting the standard and being the standard uh, in high school sports and taking our role res- seriously in terms of trying to influence others a positive way. And I guess maybe that's why I've approached it the way I have. I know you guys have done the same and, I, and I'd like to see high school sports be that for our communities of, man, these are, this, this is one of the fabrics that make our community so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to have it so badly that we should be using our platform to, I guess, unite folks behind and say, look, if we want to do this, here's, here are the things we have to do, the sacrifices we have to make as a community. If we want our baseball, softball teams to finish the season, if we want football, volleyball, cross country, swimming in the fall, we have to galvanize together as a unit. That's, that's the way I guess I wanted to see our athletic platform and our communities as the example of doing the things we have to do to get the things we're looking for rather than, um, you know, the opposite of digging our heels in the ground saying, by golly, we're going to play baseball the way we played baseball for the past 50 years around here, no matter what's going on. Well, that's not being part of the solution. Um, so I'm hoping we continue to find a way as a high school athletics platform to be leaders of, of moving the right direction with this rather than being part of the problem. Uh-huh. What would you guys say from one to a hundred? What, what's the likelihood of us having school in the fall face to face? Our plan right now is to be face to face. We're a smaller school. We can kind of adjust that a little bit easier than a Des Moines Roosevelt where you have 2,000 kids walking the hallways. Um, that's, that's, where I think, that's where I think we've gotten in the state kind of different messages because every, every county's public health is kind of handling those teams within that county. Yeah. And I think it's the same way with the education right now with the school is it kind of depends on what county you're in and how many cases you have. Um, we're pretty stagnant here right now in green county um but our plan right now is to go full classroom full buses um masks are optional they're preferred um and people can wear them if they want we're we're asking kids to maybe wear them on a bus but we are not going to require it at this point um again that could change tomorrow with whatever's decided. Uh, a number? Today it's 100. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where, I tell you what, Jeff, I feel like uh, my numbers, I would say I'm north of north of 75% chance. I, I think we'll come back face-to-face. I don't, it won't be 1,800 kids walking into Kennedy High School all at one time on August 24th. Um, I think it will be different. Um, and modified in some way, shape, or form, but it'll be fa- we'll have a face-to-face component to it, whether it's every other day's odds and evens and A's and B's and blocks. Get, you know, that's all still being discussed. I have a hard time seeing right now, like I said, August 24, 7.50 a.m., 1,845 students walking the front door at Kennedy High School and say, let's, let's roll. Um, what that's going to mean for activities, I, I don't really know yet. Um, and the funny thing, that's just going to be such a, a combination between what's come August 1, what's the NFHS going to be saying about guidelines for sports nationwide based on where we're at nationally? And then, and then what as the Department of Ed here in Iowa going to say? And then what, how are the Girls Union Boys Association going to spin off of that um, in terms of what we can and can't do this fall and how that works? Um, and I think that's a big moving target. But as far as school goes, yeah, I think we'll be face-to-face in some fashion. And that means I think we'll be athletics in some fashion um, as well. Yeah. I, I would probably agree with Aaron. I think we'll be in some sort of hybrid 
model where we'll have online and face-to-face. I don't exactly how, what that'll look like right now. And, and again, Todd said it earlier, it's just been a moving target. Um, that doesn't mean that today that we say that and tomorrow uh, it could be completely different because of, you know, where we're sitting at as far as confirmed cases. But Jeff, you kind of talked about it earlier. Is Can we get to a point where everybody can just be like, yep, this is going to be, you know, we're just got to live with this and we move forward. And, but if we have a, I was just thinking about this earlier. If we have a confirmed case and we follow the same restrictions we have this summer, you have a football team shut down for two weeks. How can they come back and play a football game without having practice for two weeks? I just don't mm-hmm. know how, what that looks like or how that's even possible to keep our kids safe. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider and I, I don't know what's, what's going to come of it, but no, I heard whatever, whatever it is, we'll be ready. <laughs> uh, we'll have to be. Yeah. I think it was the uh, infamous Brad Rose the other day on the news article. News, uh, he was doing a WHO story, and he made a good point too. You know, you say you get a football team shut down. Let's say they're shut down on a Thursday, so they're shut down for 14 days. When they're eligible to come back and play two weeks from Friday, can they play on Friday? No. Oh. So now they've missed three weeks. So unless you have a case confirmed the first part of a week, you're probably going to miss three games. Yep. Um, and that's, that's – Is that head to the, the fall sports? That's the, the, the quandary I keep landing in is, is the constant rolling starts and stops is what seems to make it very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wonder if there won't be some rethinking. I'm curious – you know, CDC is always rolling new things out, and Iowa Public uh, Health may roll some different things out in terms of will the standard remain um, positive tests within your program you're out 14 days, or can the contact tracing get to a point where, uh, you know, maybe it's that athlete and the, you know, four or five, you know, that they're with and around all the time or out, but that the whole team shut down. But then I was talking to my football coach the other day, and I said, but if, it, if it's one of your offensive linemen that tests positive, your whole old line's out because those guys just can't not be on top of one another and touching and pushing. And that's just, that's just what old linemen do. Um, you know, they grunt and spit together, and therefore if one's out, they're all out. So um, it, that's me the hard part for me as we get going on this. Is, and we're seeing it in the last couple of weeks. And as you guys say, a bad day today. I don't think it'll be the last bad day this week before we get going at the end of the week of the postseason for the schools. Um, We'll just have to get used to the rolling 14 days um, yep. if we're going to make this happen. The other thing that was said, too, you know, on this was Tom Wilson. And he said, you know, if we are spending more time thinking and worrying about policies and procedures on what we need to do uh, as far as disinfecting and all that stuff, if we are have to concentrate more on that than about coaching, then is it really worth it? You know, it, it's what you'd have to do to play. But if, if that balance starts to get where all we're doing is worrying about the, the procedures we have to do to even get on the field for a practice or game, um, it, it just becomes more than maybe we need to – maybe it, it's not worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, gosh. But then I talk with our parents, and I can't disagree with our parents. I mean, I just talk to them at games all the time. They're like – we just, we, we have to get back to this. We've got to be able to do this. And they'll ask me questions about what do we need to do? And of course I'm, I'm like the rest. I don't know what the answer is going to be, but yeah. I can see it in their eyes. I can see it in their kids' eyes. Um, I feel it in my gut. We've got to do, we've got to be able to do something. And yeah. that's when I come back. I really, really appreciate about Jeff's article and, and just the thinking outside the box is okay. We to take it on as is, as we've always done it. So can we, do some different things or maybe we shift some sports around or maybe it's without football for a year football and wrestling is the other one I have a hard time seeing mm-hmm. or, or I don't know maybe those are next spring and summer and you just figure out well okay so how do we do track and that at the same time you know I was talking with actually was with my football coach Brian White and he's he's been a both football and track coach guy he's like he said why can't we do football and track at the same time I can work with them I can figure that out we can run meets on Tuesdays I, I can figure out how to do that. I mean, they're, they, they're going to get conditioning and track practice. I said, it won't be great 
track, but, but why, if we had to, why couldn't we do both at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, just figure out how to share those kids and, and I'll be busy, but we don't. So again, there's just things outside the box you can start to think about that um, we can do uh, at least try instead of just throw our hands up in the air and say, well, we can't do it. Well, the other thing too, when you talk about venues, um, I think part of it, if people have just been happy to play, like you said, baseball and softball, they've been happy to play. So if we have to go a year and we have to play our state championships, if, if 1A basketball has to play the championship at Candy High School, thanks for hosting, by the way, Aaron. And, I appreciate it. We'll, you know, we'll 2A is going to play at Centennial and 3A at Southeast Polk and 4A is going to go over to the field house and Council Bluffs. You know, I, I don't know. Um, yep. It's just outside the box for venues, too. Right? And then, I agree. I, it's the other thing that kind of was typical in Jeff's responses to his article on Twitter were, well, what about club? What about club? We can't worry about club. Yeah. Club, club's <laughs> not, club's not the club's not our problem. Right. <laughs> and if, if kids make a choice, they make a choice. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so, some kids are going to choose club and yep. I guess they need to d- decide if they want to play in front of their parents a thousand miles away or play in front of, 500 of their friends at the U.S. Cellular Center. So, Mm -hmm. to me, that's an easy decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, just moving along here, uh, do you feel like the recent decisions by the Big Ten and Pac-10 could be the dominoes leading to what what happens with high school and the decisions that will be made here in the future? I I think they're fairly independent of each other, but – I don't know. I, I don't like the way that stuff's headed. Uh, yeah. uh, you, you know, I, I don't understand how it's safer for Iowa to go play Maryland or Rutgers than to stay and play Iowa State. But, right. Um, I agree. <laughs> but that, that, that's, not Iowa. that's not on Iowa. That's, that's on the Big Ten. Yeah. But um, I, you know, I, I, the way that's trending is, is not a good thing for sports, for high school yeah. sports. Yeah. I'm going to spin off of that. So, Jeff, do you think you're around the folks? Who, I mean, you talked to Mark Morehouse and all those guys, and, and, and is that more about the Big Ten Network and the TV deals to stay in conference than it is? Yeah, probably. And, and to be honest, I, I haven't seen Mark face-to-face since February. Uh, or, 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 well, I saw Halas for five minutes when he was going from softball yeah. diamond to softball diamond. That was the first time I've seen him, him since February. So, but uh, we haven't really gotten to talk about that. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the Big Ten Network is, you know, they, they want to keep their, their money there. Yeah. Which is too bad because you're exactly right. How, ex- explain to me how traveling halfway across the country is smarter health wise. Right. Than it is to, to travel up, you know, have you and I come down from an hour away and, and travel an hour and a half to Ames. Um, I, I don't buy that. Yeah. Agree. But just yesterday, um, some Ohio football coaches in a conference sent a proposal to the Ohio State Football Coaches Association about moving football to the spring. Um, these are just examples of things that happened in the last few few days. They sent that proposal to the Football Coaches Association. In Dallas, Texas, the superintendent of the Dallas, Texas uh, schools said to prepare for no football in Texas in the fall. I can't imagine that. Oh, could you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, New Jersey is not starting practice till September. Or September 2nd or so is their start date. New Mexico has moved high school football to the spring. Just heard uh, today, or well, I think it's today or yesterday, JUCO football moving to the spring. Right. People that are making decisions right now. um, And then I want to read a statement by Tom Keating that was sent to the Iowa Football Coaches Association as well, um, just yesterday. Uh, thanks for reaching out. I appreciate your questions and understand your desire to keep the IFCA membership informed. I also understand the desire our ADs and coaches have for guidance to help them plan as the season approaches. The reality is we are still in a study and plan phase. We await specific football guidance from NFHS to assist us in our planning 
and our communications to our ADs and coaches. We are communicating with the DE and Iowa Department of Public Health to get their perspectives. They have been developing multiple contingency plans for a variety of scenarios. Those are still in the draft stage and not yet ready to be shared. What I can tell you is they include contingencies for late start, season interruption, or season shutdown after the season starts. The challenge, as you know, is trying to keep up with the changing landscape. Although our first practice is a little over four weeks away, so much can change in that time. The recent Big Ten and Ivy League announcements are evidence of that. At this moment in time, we are planning for a fall sports season, which includes football. Until information leads us in another direction, we will continue working on how. So that was from Tom Keating, the IHSAA, just yesterday to the Iowa Football Coaches Association. I think ultimately what we want is just communication and a direction that we need to go and we need to plan for. Um, I don't envy the decision by either the association or the union, um, but I do think decision makers need to start making decisions and to help those of us who have to administer those to help our sports and activities get going, whatever that looks like. But let's all look in a crystal ball now. Where do we sit in a month? You're all tied to this now. Remember, this is the crew that said we would not play baseball and softball. <laughs> so yeah, our track record on these kinds of questions <laughs> is not very good at time. Yeah, absolutely terrible scenarios. Four weeks from today is supposed to be the first day of practice for fall sports. So yep. where are we going to be sitting in four days from or four weeks from today? Yep. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think everybody's going to be standing with their hands in the air saying, what do we do now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, well, I think in some form or fashion that we're going to play, I, I think we'll be there in August. I don't know why I feel that way, but, and maybe it's just because I'm going to say opposite what I, what I feel because I'll probably be wrong either way, whatever way I go, I'll probably be wrong. I had a coach say to me um, when I was throwing out the ideas about uh, um, playing in the spring, he said, what, about, what if we play football in the fall and play five-game schedule, basically the odd weeks, one, three, five, seven, nine, and just play a five-game schedule and then decide on the playoffs from there? And so play I, every, I don't know. Play every other week then? Yeah. 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 I, I could even see I, – I, this is what I think. I, if, if I had to pick today and, and, and say what I think is going to happen. Well, and you do have to pick today, Aaron. Okay. Well, then here <laughs> it is. Um, I think you'll see cross-country. I think you'll see golf. Um, go ahead and start on the 10th, um, and, and primarily because those two are um, really weather-driven. Where they, I mean, they've got to be done there. Uh, well, I mean, cross country no goes till the first week of November, but it's just so socially distant or it can be. I, I guess you got to figure out the starts. That's the one thing I worry about with cross country is you'll, you'll have to figure out rolling starts with your timing systems, probably. Could, um, could you have with, with I was thinking about this too. Could you have, you know, if you run in seven guys, you know, each team run their number one guy, and then maybe like 15 seconds later, everybody's number two takes off, and then just go chip timing and yeah. and have have it go that way. You could, and and here, but you know, we all talk about that, and I know it's been the big thing. But at the same time, let's remember what they talk about. They talk about close contact for fifteen minutes. For fifteen minutes. So what if, honestly, I mean, I, I've, I've said about this the other day. So warm ups, they kind of warm up on their own. They're fine. When it comes time to get into the shoots, they've all got they've all got their masks with them. They can throw their masks on when they're getting in the shoots, listen to instructions, etc. And then the last thing they're going to do is as they step up the line. They take their masks off, throw them back behind the chute, and you know where they're at, and then they go. The the amount of time they're in close together uh, is going to be so brief and so small it doesn't mm -hmm. fit. Uh, it, it'd be no different than the pictures I saw at Court Avenue this weekend uh, oh. on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, mean, I think you could do that. I think you see those start on time. I think you'll see a delay as we try to figure out football, volleyball, swimming. I think those maybe come on board and maybe start. Come September one of maybe games and shortened seasons start in mid September. 
Um, but I, I think maybe you'll see some wait time yet with them and see, can schools really get going? How's it going to work? Um, what are our numbers doing as we get to August 1 into the end of August? Um, that's my guess right now is as a delayed start to football, volleyball, yeah. I mean, cross country golf get going on time. I agree with that, Aaron, and that, that was my thinking as well. I hadn't thought about the other two starting on time. Um, my prediction is that we will have a delay through August just to try and have more time and uh, start in September and just have shortened seasons. I believe that's, that's one thing I really liked. One of the many things I liked about Jeff's proposal was the shortened seasons. I don't think we can have full seasons in anything this year. Mm -hmm. I think everything has to be shortened like baseball, softball was, whether it's just six to eight weeks. Um, let's just be happy. Let's try and have a season. Um, but for us to have a three and a half month wrestling or football or a basketball season through the winter, I think is nuts. I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think we can do it. Um, so that's my prediction for the fall. I think we'll have a break and then have shortened seasons in everything. And we'll just be, we're going to be redoing our schedules like we have for baseball, softball and coming up with new ones and uh, just going on as is. So somebody in this crew is going to be right because we, we were not all predicting no baseball or, or no, no fall sport. Well, I guess we could all be wrong too. It <laughs> <laughs> could all just get shut down. Um, yeah. And that's, and, and that's entirely possible, but I, I, I feel like we're going to give it a shot. Um, I do too. And I feel like our communities deserve that. I feel like our kids deserve that. Let's give it a shot. Um, so, uh, and if we can learn things from our summer sports, like, like you, uh, when you, when your schools required mass to enter the facilities, if that's what we have to do statewide, then let's do that. If we, if we need to be better in some of our locations doing that, then we need to do that. We need to learn what was good and, uh, and, and copy that and do it. Um, but I, and that could be the key to getting started with it too. Do you, do you think uh, with, uh, with fall sports, especially with football and volleyball, do you think that we'll be looking at the, the same attendance restrictions, you know, maybe two or three family people per Per athlete, I think we may have to, especially in a football stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Um, and uh, that's a good question, Jeff. My, my guts, yes. I don't want to. I've missed having students at uh, at our games. We've always had a for sure you know, 20 to 40 kids that like to come watch baseball, softball games. And then as we get to postseason, boy, we've had some really nice student sections um, at our home softball games the past couple of years. And that's made a difference. It's been fun for our kids and they deserve that. So I, I hope not. Um, I think we can get better at our live streaming options um, or, or try to continue uh, growing those live streaming options because it's interesting. That it's the question becomes, you know, in the springtime is all, we'll let them play. Um, when it came to baseball, softball, whatever you got to do, just let them play. Well, then, it, and for the most part, 98% of our people have been really great about that. But we've had the vocal few who have said, well, hold on, though. I want to be able to come to every single game. And now you're restricting attendance. And, and now you're taking away my opportunity to, to watch the kids play. Well, is it about the kids playing or is it about you watching it? So if we come back to our, our, our philosophy on educational athletics, which is creating opportunities for kids to grow and reach their potential through the, the platform of sports, then – the fans are nice and, and, and we like to have them. But if our first priority is getting the kids out there playing, having the experience and let's get that right first and let's add layers as we can, which then that would include the fans, the bigger fan bases. Mm -hmm. So my two cents, you know, for, for what they're worth about, about a half a cent, but I, I'll give two. That's half a cent with some change coming back at you, Aaron. <laughs> so before we get into our final two questions um I, joe i just want to thank you for writing the article for putting it out there um for having the leadership to to do that and uh it was just again so well thought out um and so well done 
I appreciate you putting it out there. And I appreciate that. Giving us something to think about, but uh, yep. very well done. I, I, I don't, you know, for some reason, I, I don't see it being adopted, you know, whether it's time or whether it's stubbornness or, or whatever, yep. but uh, you know, it's, it's an option. I don't, I'm, yep. I'm not saying it's the best option, but it's one of several options that are out there, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I've appreciated that. Um, like I said, I think it's, it was timely enough and popular enough that um, I think it'll be at the tables this week um, as the people have to make these decisions are, are talking things through. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, can I jump in? I'm going to throw an extra question on top of this because what's a show without Aaron throwing extra questions into it, Todd? <laughs> You've had a week off. So you just yeah. got questions piling up in that brain of yours that well, have to get out. Well, it'll, it, and it's going to be towards our, our last two questions. Um, because Jeff's been doing this and doing this well for a long time. So before we get into asking Jeff Linder to reflect back and what we share with a, a younger Jeff Linder, Jeff, you've been around high school sports a long time, aside from all the stuff we've been talking about right now. Um, one of the things we like to hear from folks who are uh, I guess our shows, what have you seen us do well over the years? What, what do high school sports do well? And, and like, what are the, the positive benefits you're seeing from us doing those things well? And what, what's something maybe you see, uh, you challenge us as ADs we could do better? Oh, boy. I, I can't think of anything I'd have you guys do better, especially you. I mean, you're, you're the, the, the cream of the crop here in eastern Iowa. Ser- seriously, it's true. And, uh, you. Yep. you know, the thing that, from my perspective, that most of the ADs do well is they let us do our jobs, especially when we're out covering something. When there's something going on, uh, the game's over. You guys understand we've got, you know, probably 45 to 60 minutes of work to do before we can get out. And in most cases is shut off the lights and lock up when you're done. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's true. And we, the press facilities at high schools in the last 20 years have gotten so much better uh, as far as space to work. A uh, chance to go down and do our interviews, uh, come back up, get our stories written because we're, you know, we're not, we don't have a lot of time between end of game and deadline, especially for football. And if there's a weather delay or there's an injury or somebody decides to pass 50 times. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, just allowing us to get stuff done. And, you know, it's just not just the ADs. I'll tell you, you want to be on good, good terms with the custodians because they're the ones that are still there with you. And they're kind of the ones that can really make life good or, or not so good. And most of them are great. Most of them yep. say, yeah, we'll, we'll just work around you, finish up and, you know, we'll take your chair when you're done. So, yep. um, things I would do better. <laughs> if I could do my job better than you guys, I'd be doing it and I can't, so I'm not. So that's, uh, <laughs> Uh, that, that's what I would say. I, I, I don't know what I would do differently because a, a lot of you guys' jobs now is also to be a sports information director mm-hmm. in addition to, to your AD jobs. So, and, and you know, you do that well. Other than you'd like to see us maybe start football games at, at six instead of seven forty-five. I'd like that. I, I'd like that. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I've always said that, uh, you know, even if you start at seven instead of, 715. 715. Yeah. I gotta put that in quotes. We start a lot of games. <laughs> some, no, some, sometimes you do, but no. you know, I love the playoffs because you know, you're starting at seven and probably going to be done by 915, 930 and you'll have a good hour to write if you need it. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, that that's, you know, there, there's a sophomore game before it and those kids need to be playing and they deserve to be playing in front of a, you know, a crowd that's filtering in, you know, getting ready to watch the varsity game. You know, selfishly, I'd like the sophomore games to be on Saturday or Monday, but that's not fair to the kids, and that's the important thing. It's not what what I want as a sports writer. I appreciate that. Um, and like I said, you just um, you, you do such a great job, and 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 you do a great job communicating with us. And I know those guys, you know, the guys you guys work with over there, uh, Scott and Todd, do the same thing. Is um, I I think if we want to continue having high school sports be covered and having high school sports be front and center uh, with, with the Gazette and, and, and with the Telegraph Herald and, and 
the Fort Dodge Messenger and all those. Um, it's just working together the way we do to tell kids' the stories. Um, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. So appreciate any feedback you can always give us on that, Jeff. All right. Our two final questions we always ask. I'll give you the first one. Scott, I'll give you the second one. So um, we ask all our guests this. If you could go back and talk to a young Jeff Lender, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give that young Jeff Lender just getting going as a sports report, sports reporter? How young is young? You mean like just getting into the job? Well, into the, now into you're, the job or Jeff in high school? Honest, you're, you're still young, Jeff. Um, no, I'm older than you. <laughs> I know, but your energy and your approach, you're still young. So let's, you know, coming out of college, just getting rolling. Knowing what you know now with all your experience, if you, what would you tell yourself to, to do different or maybe look out for this, look out for that? Um, I would have told myself to be more, well, as you found out with this Zoom thing, to be a little more um, uh, tech savvy. Uh, my daughter kind of held my hand through getting this thing going and <laughs> she's, she's the smart one of all of us in that. So, uh, you know, being a little bit less afraid of, of technology. Um, but, uh, I, I guess that it would be that, um, I guess what I would tell Jeff Linder from almost 30 years ago is, Hey, you're going to have a heck of a lot of, a lot of fun doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, um, embrace it. Um, so that, that, that's, that's what I would say. Cause it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, it, it's real and, and it's cliche, but it, it's not a job. It, it, it's just, a, it, I, I really like doing it. And, you know, I, I'm kind of in the, the last one third of my career, I imagine. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I just hope, you know, newspapers are still around in 15 years and, and, you know, we're, we still have a, a seat at the table. Well, before I turn it over to Scott for your last question, I need to have, here's your retirement plan, Jeff. Have you figured out the four-color mouse or the four-color cursor yet? And you're the master <laughs> of the four-color pen. Have you, you need to develop the four-color cursor or mouse pad or, or whatever that you can just shift to. There it is. Um, there it is. That's so, how you yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I'll do after retirement. Maybe I'll come volunteer at, uh, seriously, I'll come be a timer at track meets or I, I thought about officiating. I don't know. <laughs> I'd probably have a quick, uh, quick, uh, thumb as far as kicking people out, but, um, <laughs> but I, I don't know what, you know, what, what's in store in 10 or 15 years. Hopefully I'm still in good health and, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll just see what happens. I, I, I could see, you know, I, I, I don't see myself being away from it. I don't either. I don't either. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Scott, go ahead. Okay, Jeff, what, what is your why? When, when your hit, feet hit the floor in the morning, why do you do what you do? Why do I have the job I have? Yeah. Um, it, it's just something different every day. Um, Everything you cover is that, you know, I think Frank Howell, when he was at Cedar Rapids, Washington, said that the great thing about sports is it's, it's drama without a script. You don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. Yep. And uh, uh, you just don't know where that day is going to take you. And, yep. you know, when I, when I got up Thursday morning, I didn't have any idea that I was going to write a story or a, a column thinking about how are we, you know, how are we going to get through this school year? It, it just... Yep. It just kind of came about, and I yep. told the office, "Hey, I got an idea. You know, I, I think I'll write this for Monday." And and it, it really it kind of flowed pretty easily. It, I, I think yeah. I had everything done within a couple hours. Yeah. Well, I appreciate everything you do, and I know we're over in Des Moines, but I still love reading your articles and uh, just do a great job and in, in highlighting our high school kids. So thank you for what you do, Jeff. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you guys for everything you do to make our jobs easy. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Jeff, again, we appreciate you coming on and we appreciate the fact that you're just always there. Um, you know, we've talked about this You're uh, Our kids have got great stories. Our coaches have got great stories and, and you and your staff have just always done a great job of, of being around to tell that story. And, 
and you reach out. It's not you're not just telling the Cedar Rapids metro area or or Eastern Iowa sports stories. You just you've looked for the story everywhere and you found that. So I uh, really truly appreciate that. Um, I guess we'll throw it around. Just um, well, what Todd? What do we want to wrap up on? Do we want to wrap up on where we think this is going, or do we want to wrap up on something bigger than that? Um, here, I'll st- tell you what. I'll start the discussion here. Um, As we wrap things up, I guess, what's the one thing um, that's most important to all four of us for why, uh, why we need to have sports this fall? Why, what's, when you look at all the reasons why we shouldn't, what's the one thing driving us as far as why we, should, why we need to, in, in, in our opinion? So, well, I think, I think the most important thing, again, is we've talked about this before, is just the mental health. Um, of our kids and the fact that they need to be together um, is it's just so important and I think when we start canceling things or we start it's too easy I think we forget about the mental toll this takes on our kids when they can't be together and again it's 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 not so much about it is about participating in their sport or activity but um, Gosh, it's about community and it's about them being able to interact. There's just so much loneliness, so much anxiety out there when people are just sitting by themselves. Um, and we had that for a couple months. And now we've got a taste of it back with baseball, softball. And that's why I think we've got to do whatever we can, whatever that looks like, to keep our kids together and to keep them in the positive experiences that we can provide with. Uh, you know, our athletics and activities programs and school, um, just having that social part um, is just so important. And I, do, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want us to lose that part of thinking about before we just say, well, we got to cancel it. Let's think about the long-term effect of that. And uh, what's best for kids is trying to do it the right way. All right, Scott, how about you? Yeah, I, I guess I'd just go back. I, I'll just kind of a little, little bit reiterate what Todd said. I was just thinking about the kids first. Um, I, you know, even when we were talking about baseball and softball, and I know we kind of went down a, a negative rabbit hole for a little bit, but um, I have enjoyed watching our kids be able to play and just saw the positive um, aspects of, of why we do what we do and how important it is that kids are involved in athletics and activities in high school and um, why it's so valuable to their experience. Um, so, again, you know, I, I don't know what fall is going to look like, but I just want to make sure that we're all keeping our kids safe and healthy and, and, and putting their needs. And I know it's going to obviously cause more work for a lot of other people, but we'll do the best we can to provide them with as good experience as we possibly can. Jeff, you want to bat clean up or go third? I'll go third. I, I want score. I want high school sports, so I'm not expendable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I love going to the ballpark and to the football field, the basketball, the gym, or whatever, and just seeing what's going to happen that day. Uh, you know, Aaron, from your from your perspective, I love watching. I love watching Kennedy softball. Um, it's it could be a historic team for them this, this summer. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of neat stories out there that could be told this fall and none of them will be told if there are no sports. Amen to that. I, I think for me, it's, um, and this goes back to Dr. W and just one of the things she just always drove home with me, um, in, in days that I got, you know, just frustrated. I throw my hands up and say, well, the heck with this, let's just not do it at all. Um, you know, she just looked me square in the eyes and she always say things like, Aaron, it might be hard to do, but if we don't do it, if we don't keep them engaged, if we don't get them involved, if we don't, you know, whatever the scenario was, um, if we don't offer it, then they won't be a part of it. And if they're not part of it, we can't influence them. Um, and, and our coaches and, and the sports we love, uh, the activities we love have so many things to teach our kids that they need to learn so that when they're 25 and when they're 30, they've had the opportunities to learn the lesson through sports and through activities and through school that they're supposed to learn 
So they're ready to take those things on. And, and for me, we've got to keep this thing driving forward as best we can because we can't have a group of kids miss a couple of years of school and miss those opportunities and then pay for that five years down the road because of, of missed lessons um, that are supposed to come through these experiences. So that's my reason why, as, as hard as it is and frustrating some days as it is to manage, I keep coming back to, yeah, it's hard. Shut up, suck it up, and we'll get it done. Mm-hmm. We have to do it. Yep. All right. Good point. Well, again, thank you. Um, thanks, Jeff, for being here. You bet. And, uh, you know, I, I just think there is nothing like local media, whether it be print coverage from your paper, local radio, mm-hmm. uh, so many great partnerships that we have through activities and appreciate no matter where those people are from. And I, I think as ADs, I think you made a great point. We need to make sure we take care of those people because uh, we've got stories to tell. Our kids and coaches have stories to tell. And we appreciate all the media that takes time to tell those stories. So thank you. And thank you. It's been great to have you on. So All right. I'm going to have my daughter figure out how to turn this thing off then. So thank you very much, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. You guys have a great week. And uh, we'll catch you all again very soon. Be blessed, everyone.